Hey everyone. So, in a testament to, and really in a in a, um, a celebration of um, this incredible ability to to move into that massive unknown place. Um, it's really amazing that in a world in which most of us, a lot of us have a lot of mental health issues and trauma, that this exists, that there's incredible medicine, ayahuasca, all these other ones, Chuma, San Pedro, Boga, that we have access to these incredible plants, that the incredible plants you can actually take and continue to blossom them at home. In other words, continue to connect and um, they can continue to heal you. Um, extraordinarily fortunate that we can do this now. And here's, here's a, so there's a Zen, the Zen have a thing called koans. And when you sit in meditation, they give you a koan. And what they're doing is they're just, they're kind of, they're throwing a sort of a wrench into your linear thinking or your outcomes. And I'm, I see thinking when it's connected to trauma as this sort of entangled wires in your brain that creates armor to, um, defend the position of trauma. Thinking is also a defense mechanism that's working on behalf of trauma. And, um, and it's, it's part of the protection process of the trauma that happened. And one of the koans uh, of the Zen tradition, of which there are many and they're really magnificent, is what was my original face before my mother and father was born. And they're all absurd, so they're a little bit like, you know, you sit with them, you sit, you don't really have an answer, there's no real answer. The answer comes by the breaking, it, what, they, what it does is it, it really, it interferes, it breaks down, it's an interference in your logical sequence of thinking. Now listen, Everybody's built their own relative universe in relationship to their own relative existence. So a tribesman in, you know, in Nigeria or Somalia is going to have a very different experience of the world than a person, you know, that was born in Hong Kong, right? And, you know, you'll have a different cultural experience, a different experience in the home, in your religion, in, in your point of view simply because it's relative to that particular place. I mean, if you're born in the desert or born in the jungle, you'll have a different experience to the world. You know, in one you can't see the sky, and the other one you can, you see miles ahead. There's a different understanding of that experience. And what, what's insane is that before, the belief was, well, we, there's, the brain isn't flexible and, you know, whatever you're dumped in or you're marinated in is over, that's it. You're, you're just this kind of like frozen bit of concrete. 
And what's insane about the medicine is it proves over and over that you're not, that you are layers of energy that, can, that are plastic. And I say plastic, it's malleable. You can literally convert, right? One, it's like alchemy from one metal to another, from one condition to another. We can change the conditions in the same way that water can be both steam, you know, ice, and just water. It can convert into these different states. And um, the question for me is, if you're traumatized, you are not the trauma. It happened. It's not an illusion. So we go, oh, it's just an illusion. You can just like, you know, it's not really happening. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> it happened. In fact, it's so bad, it created a huge blockage in your system. And you have to go into it to release yourself from it. You have to dissolve that blockage by... It's stuck. It, 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 it's, it um, stagnated you. It, it basically blocked your growth in some way. And actually, for me, it was in a very big way. So whilst if you're in the depths of it and you're overwhelmed by it and it rules your life as it certainly did mine, you can't see beyond it. So you've got to travel into that forest in which you've built this whole person based on this one singular event that, you know, is holding you hostage, right? An event happens, it terrifies you, it's a blockage in your system, you build something in, rela in relationship to it. You're not building a, a self in relationship to life. You're building yourself a relationship to a blockage, to a terror that's so massive you shut down. So let's say, you know, you go back, you see all of it, you, you know, you hack your way through this jungle of stuff and all the emotions, etc. And there you are, you know, one-on-one -on -one with your child. And so there is a you before them. There is a someone with the potential of something before the injury of another person. So your spirit, your energy, your person already has an autonomy to it. It already has a flowering to it, a script to it. it it was something before the injury or the trauma. So who were you? My instance, well, who was I before I was taken out to be sexually abused? Who were you before they beat you up, they hurt you, they abandoned you, they whatever they did to you? There is a Sam, you know, Susan, um, Peter. There is, a, there is a someone before the injury. And I can only begin to see the possibility of that now, having spent a lot of time in the dark trying to um, um, 
release the trap, you know, this hostage taking, right? And the truth, and, and I still, I'm sure, have a lot more to see. But I am beginning to finally believe that, yes, you know, it, so in the beginning of your conditioning, if there's trauma, you're building a whole story around the events or the situation or the people. So, you know, you get dumped in a family, you know, you, you're, you live like a ping pong ball in between these people, you build a self like a, around a trestle, which is them. And if there's injury, you're building a trestle around the injury, right? You're kind of like, it's this weaving. I think about uh, those moths or those, the silkworms, that's it, you know? You're wrapping silk. You're sculpting with these, it's like silk threads. You're building this person. In fact, the ayahuasca uses a lot of the metaphor of the threading. It feels like threading, like, 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 um, you know, making a blanket on those, on those, uh, looms are they called? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I remember at school I was really bad at. Anyway, um, so, you know, it takes a whole bunch of threads and, and, and you know, on a loom, it's all kind of, it's all kind of designed, right? bound together and becomes an object. Once you begin to dethread, you know, you begin to lose that outline, especially if you get to the trauma. So when you're built, you're built in relationship to an environment, to them, to their conditions. And then when you begin to go into that shadow, you begin to dissolve those threads, right? Because you're understanding them, it, the situation, what happened, you have access to all of it. And that in itself is a whole act. So the, first of all, there's the building of something, and then there's a dissolving of something, right? There's a building of you in relationship to something, and then there's a dissolving of you as you unearth all the feelings and the events, and you actually get to the place where the event, to, to the trauma. And as you begin to clear, there's, there's this notion that there is a you before that. I've never experienced what that's like because I spent my whole life building armor and then the rest of my life dismantling armor, right? And, and I say that because I, I, what the first ceremony in Peru which was insane when they started singing in the middle of the night and the jungle's going and, you know, you've drunk the ayahuasca. When they started singing, that's the Indians, they started singing these ikaros, which are the ikaros are the healing songs that they sing to each person. And they're informed by the ayahuasca, by the plants, so they can, the plants can see what's going on in that maloka. And when they started singing, it was like a password for me. It was like, I was given the password, password into another dimension. And the moment they started singing, I literally became like a bird. Like I understood where I was. I, I was like in this other world in which I was completely at home. And I was flitting around 
from tree to tree and I could, and I was just, my, my ears were acutely attuned to the Ikaros as if it was an extension of myself, but I was a bird. And I was one with nature and I was happy being in nature, right? And then shortly thereafter, as, as the medicine started working through me, um, I came across um, and then you know the next thing it was my she GPS the moment I'd been abused so and in that beautiful story I was basically being told um, There, there is, there is a something, a someone, a spirit, an energy, before the uh, the, the the event of in, the in, injurious event. And while it's a, a massive trek, literally through, you know, cutting down this jungle of shadow, which is, it seems never ending sometimes. You know, with all these kind of demons and monsters and feelings and horror and bich and whatever. As you get closer to the event, to the actual trauma and all its surrounding stuff, you know, because it's not just one event, you know. If they hit you, they didn't just hit you once. If, you know, they abused you, it wasn't just once, right? It was an ongoing thing that they did. Right? So you have to get through all of it. But the most fascinating thing for me is that the ayahuasca actually takes my four-year-old, and this is insane to say, and becomes the mother to her and gives me this incredible, like, it's almost like replanting my childhood. So, in my own ex in my own trauma, my two, three-year-old was at the mercy of this piece of evil. Like, there was no mother. You know, he, she was in debt. She was at his mercy. Right? So, he just sent me out to be abused, etc. So, in this kind of replanting, in this kind of re-healing of that place, in order for me to heal... Or for you to heal, you need to go be in the event, see the event. Because it was too overwhelming, I blacked out. So the ayahuasca knows I need to go in there. I need to go see some things which are pretty horrific, right? And my little four-year-old has to wake up from that blackout. The event happened, it's all, it's all over me, right? But I blacked it out. So I must have seen a little bit, but I blacked a lot of it out. So her healing is insane. In that ceremony, I'm in a hologram, I am the child now who's two or three or whatever. The Shipibo now have that child in their possession and they're playing with her and they're like, taking care of her and then whilst I know that 
my soul is in the possession of the Shipibo, my little two, three, four-year-old, and I can see her playing around with the, the Shipibo, like, taking care of her and holding her and hugging her. And then knowing that, she's able to then show me the horror of what I don't want to see. Right? And and once I've seen that, I've experienced it, and there have been many parts to it, so I can recoup my piece of consciousness that was blacked out. In other words, I'm getting more and more of me back that was stolen. Right? And as I recoup and integrate my four-year-old, my three-year-old, that blockage gets opened up. So all of these blockages, whatever your blockage was, traumatic blockages, stop us from knowing who we are. Because I am not the injury, right? As you are not the injury. It may seem that you are because it's taken up your whole bloody life, right? You've built responses to it. You've built a whole being around it. You've made a whole story. You've threaded your, you know, you've, your plant is now living in direct relationship to the events. I mean, I was built out of the terror of the events. So... The ayahuasca is genius, but she'll come in and the healing happens with you're connected to the Shipibo and the ayahuasca, right? Now, if you've taken the plant medicine with them and you're in that realm, they then take that child, which is still alive in you. The child that was traumatized is alive in you. You may not have any access to her, but she's alive in you in these sort of 3D holograms, she's playing with my child. She's showing me the child that's with her. And then knowing that I'm safe and that I have this incredible healing family around me, she can then show me what happened. The horror is pretty horrific. To use an alliteration, the anger is huge, the rage is huge seeing this. So I'm unblocking the trauma, I'm separating myself from the predator by seeing it, by experiencing the rage and the anger. And at the same time, I'm being kind of sewn back together by the Shipibo who have taken the soul of my little four-year-old and her healing and loving her. That's what's happening in the ceremony. And um, reconnecting her to her soul. Right? So even though you're traumatized, your soul might leave, which is the essence of you, of who you were before the injury. Your soul might go into a coma. Mine just was drowned, left at the bottom of the ocean. It doesn't die. It disappears, but it's not dead, right? And so that what I'm saying, there is a you that 
had um, had a script, right? It's like a, a rose has a script, right? Uh, a deer has a script. A planet has a script. It, it has the essence of itself that it's going to grow into. Right? A daffodil is not going to grow into an iris, is not going to grow into a poppy. They have their own script in the same way that everybody uniquely has their own script. So if there's a massive injury, it might be absolutely so overwhelming that, you know, the need to alleviate the suffering might come in an addiction, right? And that addiction might take over and then it might take the person's life, right? If it's really bad. But if you're able to find a, a, a sort of a scratch of light in all of this darkness and begin to open that scratch more and more and make it bigger and bigger, that let, let that light in. With the help of these plant medicines, there's a possibility of actually rehealing that original wound, right? And by rehealing and into you get a bigger, in other words, I need to get into that trauma, right? I was blacked out in that trauma. But the ayahuasca is saying to me, listen, we need to go in because if you don't see this trauma, that predator, that energy still owns that owns you. You can't, you've got to face everything that you, you, you fear, right? You've got to go do it. So if I go in, so, okay, so, but in any, in any regular time, I'd never go in. First of all, I didn't even know it happened. That's how deeply it was buried. Secondly, you know, I'm not going in to relive that without, you know, the whole universe behind me. It's so terrifying, right? And thirdly, I'm not going there. The ayahuasca decides when it's time for me to go in there. And she knows exactly what to do by continually making my little child part of their family and giving it safety and giving it love and returning it to its sort of essence that allows me to then go in and, you know, relive horrific. Nobody wants to live what I want. You know, I mean, it's just horrific, right? I'm a child. I'm a baby. So, so I'm able to keep going in deeper into these caverns to release and to rescue the piece of my consciousness, the piece of my soul that was stolen when I was very little. So this, this love that you feel with the ayahuasca, this divine support, caring um, divinity, is what I can explain it, is a massive part of the healing process. Because it's that very love that's lacking when somebody hurts, abuses, or injures you as a child, right? So unless you have that from someone, in like this monumental way. A child who's been injured doesn't really trust anyone. If you've been injured by your own parent, you know, the trust factor is gone. It's, it's a real, it's the ultimate destruction of a child to have an adult destroy and betray a child, 
in that way. You know, because it's supposed to be the one that's supposed to fight off the predators, not be the predator. So I, I didn't have access to like that sort of love and dolls and childhood stuff. No, it was just horrific abuse. So all of that field is injured, right? So there's a process to everything. There's a process to arrival, a process to growing up, a process to puberty. It all has this, the sort of the universe has these stages of development and growth. And I think the most difficult one is the injury on arrival because that's when you're being cooked. And that really kind of sets up the data or the, you know, the, the line from which everything else proceeds. So if there's injury at the beginning in the cooking stages of you, that's pretty disastrous to your whole being. And in order for the ayahuasca to make you whole, she, first of all, she will pinpoint the area and the events and the issues you have, right? And then she'll replant. She has two things that are going on. One is she's going to have to take you into that place, which you do not want to go into because you're so terrified. And the way she gets you to go in is by connecting to your little child in a very deep, loving way. They almost like become like your real mother or father in the case of the Indians. And that allows for, once you have that security and you feel that sense of divine connection, it's almost like there's a willingness for this, this memory, this cavern to open up and for you to see the truth of what happened. It doesn't mean you're not furious and angry, and it's still horrific, right? You still have the, you still have, the response that any normal person would have upon seeing that. But she's trying, you know, in order for you to to grow, and also to dissolve all of this, you have to see it, all, and. So it was interesting because after 13 years of meditation, when I had my first kind of massive energetic break, which was crazy, in a dream, I was shown I had to go to this thing that was in the attic and it was this writhing monster and I had to go face it and I was terrified of facing it, which has really been the theme throughout. The theme is face the terror. It's frightening you because it doesn't want you to know what happened. But it lives within you. It's a whole massive energy that lives within you that is going to stop you from seeing the truth. And your mission is to go past that terror and see the truth. How are you going to do that? You're only going to really go in there if you're truly loved and cared and you're supported and you feel safe, right? You don't become a warrior overnight. You don't just get up and go, oh yeah, I'll just go in, right? It's a process of creating this bond with the medicine, with the Shipiba, and I don't even mean they're in Peru, I'm in New York, but I have this incredible connection because I connect with them nightly 
with the ikaros. And, and again, the thing about this medicine is it won't just, it prepares you for everything, right? It's almost, again, like you're the chrysalis, you're the caterpillar turning into the butterfly. In order to be become that butterfly, you have to keep tearing down every piece of armor that you have and relive the truth of the events that you blacked out or that you, whatever, you put into the shadow or whatever you did with your trauma. So it's not like, oh, you just lift the hood of a car and here's all the workings of the engine. No, it's, there's tons of energies and stuff around it that um, are cleansed. And, and I think what's interesting in this, in my particular trauma is that I built, I had this whole energetic soldier in me, or this kind of henchman, this kind of, it's almost like an energetic mercenary that I built. That's him, his energy, and my fear. And there's this kind of like, it's almost like I have my own dungeon keeper that I need to um, completely eliminate, expel. And it's almost like a second body to me. Like if I said that it's your energetic body, it's a secondary energetic body that needs to be torn down for me to regain access to my soul and to my script and to who I was before the injury happened. It's the blockage to the truth. It's a thing that does not want me to know. And that's how it owned me, right? If somebody terrifies you enough, they own you. Again, it's like the Pavlov thing, right? The dog salivates when it knows the food's coming, right? If you know terror is coming, someone's gonna put a gun to your head. You have a mechanism to make sure that you don't die, right? So there's a craft to injury. And there's a craft to how you re-sculpted yourself around the trestle of somebody else's evil. That's all I can call it, really. So my original question is, well, so is there a you before the trauma? And there is, because this is energy that traps you. And energy, like anything, like alchemy, can be dissolved and reinvented. So energy is just energy, right? It's like a knife. A knife can be used to kill someone or a knife can be used to make the most exquisite, you know, five-star Michelin sauce, right? It's how you use it. Energy is just energy. If it's shaped, you know, if it's put in a, in, in a baking tray that's the shape of a heart, that's one thing. You know, if it's used to make explosives, to kill people, it's another. So I believe having, and again, again, this is just my experience on a tiny, as a tiny piece of sand on a vast infinite ocean of sand in a relative experience with a plant medicine I knew nothing about until five, five years ago, that nothing is, the need to, to, the blockage 
is only there because there's an energy of terror and fear. Fear and, uh, and terror, again, are also an energy, right? That keeps you paralyzed. But if you go in and face the fear, it can no longer have that much gravitational pull. You may fight it for a long time. I've been, you know, been trying to I keep going into it. You know, it's very difficult, you know, um, if you blacked out, if it's apparent, right? There's a bond that was created. There's lots of things around these bonds, which are, there's a contract that you made that is very sophisticated. But it doesn't mean it can't be um, defueled and deactivated. But it's all the beliefs of a little child in relationship to an adult that it's supposed to be its parent, where it's blacking out, where it's terrified, where there's no protection. There's a lot that's going on there, right? So the ayahuasca, in her efforts to help you bring rescue your little munchkin and take her out of that par paralytic state of terror, which is horrific. As I say, it's almost like you're a baby, you know, put in a valley and left there and suddenly 10,000 soldiers in horses come at you. I mean, you're going to terrorize. You're going to black out. I remember as a child, I was so terrified. I wouldn't go out and play days because I thought I would die on them, <laughs> which is insane, right? That's how, hor you know, powerful the terror was. And here's the deal. If you've had it for a long time and you've kind of like civilized it, which means you've taken off all of its edges and diluted it, you know, on the surface its power, etc. And, you know, in my case, I was told that I was, you know, it was my mistake and I was the weak one because I couldn't deal with it, right? Then there's also the getting rid of those beliefs that um, it's not as powerful as it is. You know, with, especially with this whole culture that says, you know, don't be a baby and be strong and you're, you can do it. And yeah, great. But, like, if you're dealing with early trauma that's absolutely terrifying, accept the terror because that's the only way you're going to get through it is to say, yeah, it was terrifying. And, and that's my task. That's my, you know, journey. My odyssey is I need to deactivate the overwhelming terror of that little child, little munchkin, however old you were. So the child, your own child needs to believe again. It needs to find safety. And that's what the ayahuasca does. She replants your relationship with the Shipibo. They become sort of like your parents. They become this incredibly loving, divine family that protects you as you go into these very dark places. But it's not the end. It's, and so as the ayahuasca and the Shipibo, you know, replant, reconnect you to your soul, because what's been stolen is your soul, oh, pure terror. The power of the predator, the power of that event begins to dissolve. Slowly, yeah, admittedly. But it begins to dissolve because the only way these people function or these energies function 
is by terrifying you and then by you burying them. So here I go, or you, or you it's, you're a kid, something terrifies you, you can't deal with it, you stick it in the dark, right? You can't face it. It wins every time that happens. And imagine how many breaths you took as a child and how many events as a child you had to entertain. Every time you refused it, it owns a piece of your, it's like eating up your real estate, like those, those first computer games, you know, the things that ate things up. Uh, I can't remember what they're called. Anyway, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Um, the more you run, the more it eats up your energetic field. The more it owns you. You're almost, again, like you're given a certain amount of real estate and then someone just comes and moves in and, you know, takes over your kingdom and leaves you on the edge of your kingdom, you know, in a tent and says, yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit, you, you know, right? You've got to go back in and take back all of your kingdom, which means you have to go back and face it, right? Which means in order for you to go back and face it, you need enormous amounts of help because you're going back into the past. And you've given up because they're supposedly your family, right? So where are you as a child? You've only got these people. There's nothing else but these people. So there's a lot to deal with. It really is like going into, you know, take over a country. It's almost, it really feels like that. It's a massive job to, you know, reclaim yourself when somebody else has planted a flag in your domain. And they've done it with terror. And, you know, if you look at the macro world, the micro world, the micro, it's the same thing, you know. How do I keep you under control? I terrify you, you know. How do I come in and take over your country? I bring in the tanks and the, you know, and the nukes and the whole, that's how we're always threatening each other, right? I can do that any time because I can come in and, you know, bomb the shit out of you. Well, it's the same thing in this situation. You have to go back in and the people that annexed you, you need to tear them down. But when they came in, you were very little. And that's what's being held hostage is your terrified child. So... As you go back in, and again, you're given the protection and love and connection to this incredible plant medicine, the universe basically shows up and says, listen, don't worry, we're here for you, right? Now, you know, it's okay, you can go in and see the truth of this person. I don't see, again, we're souls. I don't really believe, again, this is purely my, my conjecture. There is a you before the injury there is a child that's born that has a spirit that has a uniqueness to them that existed before. Because I literally felt like I was drowned on arrival. Like I literally fell to the bottom of the ocean. Who fell to the bottom of the ocean? There was a someone there that felt like it had been drowned, right? There's a you here, but you can't see him or her if you're, you know, in a, if you're living in the shadow, if it's all black, if it's just, if somebody has stampeded across your kingdom, if somebody has just dropped a nuke, you know, it's just all smoke. You can't see who you are because you're battling all these demons that have come in and taken over. And especially if there's been any kind of abuse where you've blacked out, well, you know, they own that piece of real estate of your consciousness. So... 
you have to go in and again with the ayahuasca she is literally the Shea Stadium of Lights she's also the universe of love and also the cleanser of energies I mean so many things it's insane right in its attempt to reclaim what was stolen from you which is you and Again, you know, she'll send in allies. I have these beautiful Indians that come in who are, you know, all, o all over me, um, took me into the past, etc. Again, this is not, right, uh, this is not an Excel sheet life, right? This is not an Excel sheet experience. It doesn't mean one doesn't cancel out the other. Why can't you have an Excel sheet experience and then have also an incredibly magical experience in these energetic realms with the plants? that are literally like alchemy. Um, so the fact that I can go in with the help of the ayahuasca, rescue my child, get that real estate back, feel those feelings, and know that I built a self in relationship to that person, to that predator because of terror, that means that there's something here before that building right? There's an energy that built itself in this, you know, in the form of a tree, an energy that built itself in the form of a, of a whale. It's an energy that built itself into something. But the fact that you can go in and dismantle yourself and dismantle the site of the injury, right? With the help for me with plant medicine, means that it was an interruption it wasn't the death of you of your soul it was an injury to your soul that you know had to build an airbag and all this stuff to be able to survive but it's not the be all and end all there is you know it's almost like there is the Aegean blew before the oil tanker came in and dropped its load and just spilt its, all the oil inside this beautiful crystalline water. Right? The game is not just a confrontation, just the cleansing. The return is to the return to the truth of what your original script was. That's fueled by love. That's fueled by healing. That's fueled by the universe. This was an interruption, an injury. A cowardly move on behalf of evil to try to stop your life force, to try to own you, to try to shrink you, to take away your power, to become a hostage of it through the coward act of terror, which is an energy. But you can conquer, reclaim, and heal, first of all, in this other dimension with ayahuasca and the shipibo, but also by the ability to deactivate 
that gravitational pull of terror and fear and by so doing emasculate or castrate the predator, right? You take away its power. By continuing to burrow into that place in which it lives. By accepting the death of what you built to live in response to it. We are not limited in this healing process. We're not, we may arrive to it damaged, very damaged in fact, with a last breath. But it's not over if you can still breathe. And if you are able to access these other dimensions. The, the ability for, our, for us to do so much, I think about it as like a biology that's been going on for 14 billion years. We have so much pharmacy within us, so much power. We don't have access to it because we've given it away to other people, to other apes, right? But actually, if you start burrowing in, and again, mine was through meditation and ayahuasca, Meditation was an act of just sitting. That act of sitting in silence and watching the brain, whatever the mind, five minutes, 10 minutes, it began to store energy and store energy and store energy instead of hemorrhaging it. When you're traumatized, you're hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging, you're outside, you're outside, you're outside. Now you're rebuilding this interior, right? Which eventually exploded like 13 years later into this huge energetic break which gave me a huge, you know, clarity about what theme and the, the problem was. I had no idea. So what I'm saying is that we can, through this kind of alchemy, through this, um, through using our energy, I mean, you see it in all sorts of things, people who can get into the other dimensions and see dead people and other souls. There's, I mean, it's all over the place. This is nothing new. But for a lay person like myself, who was just like interested in, I know something's wrong, you know, how am I going to fix it? Literally came in from the complete dark and was smothered in darkness. It's been an unbelievable journey to see how much power each of us has when we take away the power from the other apes and actually connect to something which is bigger and actually surrender to other civilizations that have really mastered the art of energy, right? Of healing with plants and energy. So I, my, pro, my, my feeling is there is a you before the injury. That's really what you're doing if you're going into these medicines. There is a way of healing in the past, the child that has been trapped by the abuse or by the trauma, she or he can be healed so that you, and then integrated so that you become whole. And that the predator and the abuser, can, that, that they being the injury, can be removed. Even when, in my case, it's actually built itself like literally a separate structure within me. I, and sh the ayahuasca brought me to that structure that I had no idea I had. She actually pulled it out and awakens it for it to be healed, right? 
And the only way it's, I can heal it, I can get rid of it, is by awakening it and showing me what it did, what it was hiding, why it was built, right? The more holes it has, before I couldn't see it, it was like the Loch Ness Monster. The ayahuasca has actually activated it to actually be pulled to the surface. And when it's pulled to the surface, and it writhes and it's whatever, upset, right? It's like it's there, I can see it, it it's in me. Then she can show me why it's here, the memories attached to it, what it's hiding, what the truth of its position, why it's here. The more I see what it's hiding, the less power it has. And the more consciousness you get back, right? The more of you, your energy, your power, your, your person. And then I believe beyond that, the essence of a script of a person that was, a, was aligned with itself at some point that got misaligned, right? That was disturbed by this incoming energetic injury. So there is a you before the trauma in the same way you know, the Zen say, what was my father, what was my original face before my mother and father was born? There is a you before the trauma, before the injury, and it can be taken back. You can rediscover your purpose and your path. But in order to do so, you have to stop being the hostage of the trauma that stole you when you were a little innocent child. And that in itself, it's all a process, right? For me, the med meditation was a 13 and a half year process just to get to stage one, which was, here's the problem. The IOS has been five years of really operating, diving into those energetic fields to actually literally surface this energetic being that was in me that was hiding all this memory of abuse. And whilst it comes up, the ayahuasca with Shipibo is re-securing my child, replanting that love, healing her, right? So that eventually there will be no energetic kind of predator inside my system, right? My child will be healed and I will be reintegrated completely so I can actually get back onto the main road again as I am, not as a hostage, not in terror, not in fear, but actually fulfilling the, the actual the prayer that, had, that I'd had originally, which was, I feel like I've been a fish out of water. I want to be in the water as a fish. Not thinking about whether it's a fish or not, just doing its fishness. Right? At one with everything, knowing its path, authentically living its life for however long, a day, a year, however, even if it's for a second, to actually be aligned you know, on that energetic, kind of singular, authentic flow. That's it. All right, bye.